one restriction, a history of dieting, and that unleashes that primal hunger, that out-of-body experience with food. And then it snowballs into becoming a habit. And then when life gets in the way with stress and anxiety and boredom, that pulls the trigger sometimes without us even realizing. And then that deep, deep attachment to food. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Today, I want to cover all the reasons why you may be binging, if that's something that you struggle with. I remember years ago when I was binge eating, I didn't really know what was happening. I couldn't put a finger on it. And now after years of my own experience and having worked with many, many clients with binge eating, I finally have a handle on all the different reasons that could be at play. You know, when you're in the middle of binge eating, it feels like you're kind of possessed. It doesn't make sense. There's no logic. You're doing everything right during the day, but some demon kind of just takes over your body and you just don't know what's happening. And it feels like an out-of-body experience. The first step is really knowing what might be causing the binge eating. One of the biggest factors is actually a history of dieting or restricting or cutting out certain foods. It's just one of those things where your body remembers. It keeps score. You can't outsmart your body. It knows, especially if you've pushed the limits of your body and you've pushed the limits of what your body is comfortable with in terms of weight. It's going to come back with a vengeance. And that is honestly a sign that your primal hunger is kicking in. It's basically saying enough is enough. I can't handle it anymore. All the restricting, all the clean eating. I need more. That's what your body is trying to tell you in those situations. But over time, the more that you binge, it actually becomes a habit if you think about it. A lot of us, we get stuck in binging at night or in the evenings. And then the next day you think, okay, I'm going to get back on track. I'm just going to drink my coffee, eat my salad, eat really light. And then today is going to be fine. I'm just going to do my normal thing. But if you think about it, you're eating like a bird the majority of the day. And by mid-afternoon, your body has, again, said, enough is enough, can't stand this, and that cycle just perpetuates. And every morning that you wake up, it becomes one of those things where you tell yourself it's going to be different, but it's no different. Maybe for a few weeks, you can hold tight with the clean eating, but then one day the beast is unleashed and then it just cascades down. And the next time that you binge, it's kind of comforting. Your body is saying, oh, finally, I'm getting more food. This is exactly what I need to survive. And so of course you feel really happy. Of course it tastes really good. Of course it's pleasurable. I mean, it all makes so much sense. Your body has been starved and now it's getting what it wants. So it It's going to perpetuate that feel-good feeling. It wants you to survive. And so that's when it becomes a habit. The, The restricting in the daytime and the binging at night and your body feels really good. And it's just kind of this positive feedback loop. You might be feeling awful, but your body is hanging on for survival. And sometimes the fuel to the fire could be more emotional. So for example, sometimes loneliness or overwhelm or stress or anxiety, even boredom, they can be the fuel. Maybe 
you weren't going to binge that day, but you've already had a history of dieting and binging and you had a bad day and the floodgates just open. The emotions kind of open that floodgate. That's why for some people it's more emotional. That trigger is more intense. For other people, not so much. It's just the habit. So they don't feel the emotions as much. It's just, ugh, ugh, I, I can't control my body. The last piece is attachment to the food. This kind of falls under the umbrella of emotions, but for some of us, that attachment to food is stronger than others. Maybe since childhood or even since we were very little, our relationship with food was so strong and so comforting and it gave us so much joy. Maybe it provided comfort and soothing when there weren't that many people around to support you. Maybe it was your one rock, the pillar that never let you down. And that stays with you. And that could be part of it too. So if we really kind of map it out, one, restriction, a history of dieting, and that unleashes that primal hunger, that out-of-body experience with food. And then it snowballs into becoming a habit. And then when life gets in the way with stress and anxiety and boredom, that pulls the trigger sometimes without us even realizing and then that deep, deep attachment to food. So there's so many pieces to the puzzle, but one of the main things that I focus on with my clients is how do we at least get your body to feel safe? How do we at least get your body to know that it's gonna have enough food, that it doesn't have to trigger that primal hunger anymore? Because that takes time. For some people, honestly, years. With all of my binge eating clients, it, it's never a quick fix. It takes so long. And I want to even highlight this study that was done in the 1940s. So back during the days of World War II, a doctor by the name of Ansel Keys conducted a study to basically see how starvation affects the body. And so he took 32 healthy men of superior mental and physical health. For the next six months, they were put into the semi-starvation diet where their calories were cut in half. And that exact amount was approximately 1,500 calories. So these men, very normal, even you know physically superior compared to average, came in eating their normal amount, maybe about 3,000 calories. And then during the six months of that study, we're eating around 1,500. By the time that they came out of the study, what they found was that their metabolic rate was actually 40% lower. Their metabolism was basically in sleep mode. And the most interesting finding is that the men were obsessed with food. So basically, they talked about food all the time. They had these immense cravings and their way of eating, super ravenous, super fast. One man even reported episodes of bulimia. And during the refeeding period of the study, when the men were allowed to eat at will, they found it difficult to stop. A lot of the men actually were eating up to 8,000 to 10,000 calories a day, and it took a lot of them, you know, five months to really normalize their eating. These men were essentially on a diet, a normal modern day diet. And for five months after this diet, they were eating eight to 10,000 calories per day. That's essentially binge eating. And that's what we all subject ourselves to with every diet that we go on. We say that we'll be good and we'll restrict our calories. But then the very normal response is for your body to rebel and say, no, thank you. 
I've had enough. We need to reestablish equilibrium. I mean, it's very normal. But when you think about this study, when I first found out about this study, I mean, it just was so striking because that's exactly what binge eating feels like. This kind of obsession with food, the out of control hunger, it just even personality changes and mood changes. Take any normal human being with a normal relationship with food, put them on a food restricted way of eating, they'll come out obsessed. Know that there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle and putting them together one by one starts with first giving your body enough food and then the downstream effects, rewiring the habit having better coping strategies with your emotions. Those all come down the line. But that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. It took me years to put the pieces together and stumble upon these studies. That just makes so much sense. But there is a way out and there is a step-by-step process to get you through to the other side. And the thing is, your body's going to fluctuate during the recovery period. But if you truly, truly, truly want to heal your relationship with food, you've got to toss your idea and desire for weight loss aside. If you can just put it on pause, put it in the back burner, and really focus in on your relationship with food, because would you rather be obsessed with food and thinking about all the time and binge eating for a long time or heal it and maybe see some body fluctuations? At the end of the day, I know which one I would pick and I know it's easier said than done, but truly it's a matter of mental health. You really got to think about how you want to feel for the rest of your life, not trusting food or your body or allowing yourself to eat more freely and start to trust again. That's so key. Hopefully this was helpful and I really appreciate all of you for letting me into your ears. Until next Tuesday, I'll talk to you guys soon.